Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Academy Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition and the Modern Actual Play Podcast. I am your lovely DM, Riku, here to take these seven misfits on a wonderful journey in our future world. Last we left them off, they were all met with the Academy and their new digs, their new rooms, some cool little presents, and it's time for them to set out on their first mission. So we'll get to that very soon, and why don't we reintroduce you to our players now? So we'll go around, feel free to tell us who you are, where we can find you, and who you'll be playing tonight. Starting off with, to my upper left, Echo. Hi everyone, this is Echo. I am your multiple appearance in multiple D&D Vitron productions. You can find me at TikTok at Albert the Albert. I don't post much. If I do, you'll see it. And yeah, that's mostly where you can find me if you're not part of the Vibe Tribe here, sadly. I, I am the hermit of this group. I choose to stay inside the walls. I play Liz and or Alex, the changeling bard with quote-unquote personality disorder. We'll get to it when we get to it. And yeah, our one of the cool gifts which we got was... I got the Deck of Illusions. This is going to be fun. Because <laughs> I'm just playing to be the biggest distraction of this group with Liz, and this helps so much. It's such a fun item, oh, let oh, me tell you. Oh, tr trust me, I'm waiting for that one episode where we have to infiltrate a party or something to use the fullest <laughs> extent. You'll see. You'll see. I'll, I'll see what happens, but I'm planning to use that thing in a big way. Awesome. And All I right. pass it on to whoever's next. All right. And next up, we have the godfather of the Vibe Tribe, Mikey. <laughs> so you come to me on my day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> but hello, everyone. My name is Mikey. I am the mad lad in charge of the D&D Vibe Tribe production. Yes, I am the mad lad, but it is great. You can follow me on my personal social medias at Pop Culture Geek, or you can collectively follow all of us here at the D&D Vibe Tribe production. Make sure to give us a follow to stay up to date on everything we got going on. We have seven actual play podcasts and a couple of pop culture podcasts. It's a great time here, but I am in the player seat. I am going to be playing Ramon, a uh, totem barbarian, so this is going to be fun. Awesome. And next up, we have Minimoss. How's it going, guys? Minimoss618. You guys can catch me on all the socials. It's the same exact thing. You also can catch me on here on the alternate Tuesdays in Party Night Fights. For this lovely game, I am playing Mr. Rashmi, the always drunk, smart-ass warlock of the party. Wonderful. And next up, we have Sutfin. Good evening, everybody. This is Sutton. Go by. You can find me on the TikToks as Cosmos Prefect. I'm playing Edgar Wallace, a wizard from the hills, if you will, tonight. On here, I'm also in the Hickna campaign where that Mikey's running. Just yeah, give us a listen and enjoy. 
Oh yeah, and at the time that's recording, I just saw Hekna just recently premiered, so make sure you go ahead and check that out, as well as all yeah. of our shows. Yes, welcome to yes, welcome to Bit Team Little Big. Alright, and next up we have Adolfo. Lulus Programas and Guten Tag. I am Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. You can find me at on TikTok and Instagram at the Nerdy Puerto Rican. You can also find me on my podcast called the Nerdy Puerto Ricast. Episode five is coming sometime soon. Promises. You can also find me here at the Adindi Vibe Pride. As I play in the Fur Sato game as Shodai took it Sukaze. And I play in the Friday Night Fights game as the Macho Mage Silvus Sparkle Zap, who is the reigning IAW champion. And then also, it is uh, fair season, so <clears throat> I will be performing. I have been performing. I am performing with the Lords of Adventure. We are a two-man comedy sword fighting show that you would see in an outdoor festival show. And we had our first show this past weekend. Our next upcoming show is going to be at the Tennessee, at least that I will be performing in. It's going to be the Tennessee Pirate Fest in Harriman, Tennessee, May 21st through the 22nd, and then 28th, 29th, and 30th. And then I come back home to my home fair at the New Jersey Renaissance Fair, which is down in Columbus. And at Liberty Lake Day Camp down over in uh, South Jersey, which uh, that's going to be running the last the last weekend in May and the first weekend in June. I will be there the first weekend in June, but please, if you're in the area, come check us out. It's a great time. And also, with the Lords of Adventure, apparently, we too have some D20 character sheets out. And if you want, you can actually pick up the Lords of Adventure as D&D characters. I'm a D&D character. I had a very odd occurrence this weekend because someone came up to me and said, I bought your character sheet. An explosion. And that's that. Awesome. And who are you playing tonight? Tonight, here, yeah, I will be playing Das Necromancer, yeah, Dagny Hutacrypta, yeah. And I am uh, very excited. Yeah, I've been <laughs> listening. To, I I have been listening to Wagner all day long. Yeah, wonderful. We can go on to our last person, and we'll get back to Josh. And that is Dylan. Hey, everybody! It's your boy Sixes, aka Dylan. Happy to be here. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Roll Sixes. You can also uh, find me at roll sixes on twitch tv not doing quite a, not doing a lot of streaming right now but i was happy for followers there and love getting to know folks as the smashing pumpkins would say i'm going to be playing uh your favorite boy wyatt luckbringer the second i tell you what he's excited to be here and Wyatt is a fighter with a gunslinger archetype, so look for all of the rootin' tootin' cowboy shooting tonight. All right. And finally, Josh, let's give this another shot. <laughs> Sorry, my phone exploded. First, am I coming in, coming through all right? Hey, coming so, through right now. So far, so good. Knock on wood. Knock <laughs> <laughs> on wood. But anyways, as I was trying to say earlier, you can follow me on TikTok at MG Preacher and Instagram at MG Preacher Mark II. I will be playing Thorgmir Zeinhorn, a 12th 
ranger. And what would Thorgmere be without his trusty canine companion, his trusty canine wolf companion, Leonidas? Okay, thank you. And those are our seven amazing, unexpected heroes that will be joining us on this journey. So, why don't we get started with tonight's session, then? Are you all ready? Can't wait. Yeah! All right. I wish you all could see the smiling faces. <laughs> all right. So, as I mentioned, we left off. You have all arrived at the academy. You got settled into your rooms. You had the rest of the night free, and you were told to be at breakfast by 8 a.m. to receive your next mission. Before we get into breakfast, I'm curious to actually hear, what did you all do with your night? You had, it was about, I'd say, four or five o'clock by the time you all got settled in. So you had most of the evening to go out, do what you wanted to do. I'm interested in what, what your characters uh, would do. I'm gonna Let's roll go. so something real quick to see who was in charge at that moment. <laughs> All right, then we'll go in reverse order than we did uh, introduction. So Dylan, if you want to go first. Yeah, I think Wyatt is really curious how this technology works in his room, right? Because the, the technology like shifts to what we want. So I think he spent probably most of the night changing his room around, getting it just right. He's doing that. He's probably got some music playing, probably testing the limitations of uh, how soundproof these rooms are for reasons. You're testing. Actually, you know what? Let me roll for this. What kind of tests are you doing after all? Mostly, I'm just, like I said, I'm just playing music. We are on a college campus, and by all accounts, there's uh, who knows what could happen in between missions. So I'm going to say that things are pretty, the, the soundproofing kind of muffles everything, but it's not completely soundproof. I mean, listening to the music from the outside, you can hear the thumping of the bass or sounds that sound like music, but not exactly completely silent. So it might be hard to make out exactly what's going on in there, but they can definitely hear some kind of noise. Sure. And so I guess I'm I, I don't want to start off on the wrong foot with my friends, like my newfound friends. So once I realize that it's not completely soundproof, I'll keep it within like a roaring, a roaring amount of sound. And then certainly nothing loud after. All right. Sounds good. Josh, how about what was Thormir up to? First, after checking out his room, which was scary accurate to the cabin that he grew up in, he spent a little bit of time making a dog bed for uh, Leonidas because the bed that's in there is not big enough for a full-grown dwarf and a 115-pound wolf. But uh, after making a a bed for Leonidas. He actually spent quite a bit of time actually grooming him, uh, getting any loose fur off of him. Because other than Thorgmir's mother, Leonidas is the only friend that he's got. And so he does everything he can to take care of Leonidas. 
But besides grooming and making a bed for him, he just goes over his equipment, makes sure that his, his machete is sharp, makes sure there's no components broken or missing on his bow. And for the first time in a fair amount of time, he, he actually just sits, sits back and relaxes. Awesome to And hear. also, before uh, you, know, you said to meet at 8 a.m.? Yes. Just a side note, Thorgmir and Leonidas are there at 7.30. All right, good to know. Because we wake up with, uh, we live by the mentality, if you're on time, you're late. My stage manager heart loves that. <laughs> All right. Dagny, how about you? What were you up to for your evening? So, Dagny's evening is full of a lot of Wagner playing, echoing in the stony recesses of his room. He sits at a table, mulling over, at first making sure, going over his spell book. Even with all the technology, he's still old school. It's just something that has been ingrained and from years and years of this going on in his family. So he's, first part of the night is him going over his spell book. Of course, Weissel, his weasel companion is, his weasel familiar, sleeps on his shoulders. He would be, he would take a, he would get a, a cheeseburger well done. No, not well done. I'm sorry. A rare cheeseburger. Yeah, he would Look. get a rare cheeseburger and he would be he would eat it, but he would eat it with with a fork and knife. And as Wagner plays in his room, he like he like conducts the orchestra with a piece of cheeseburger on the fork as he goes to eat it. Actually, not even a fork. He uses his a pencil as the fork and he like cuts it and he just And then uh, the other half of the night is he he pulls out some anatomy books and starts studying how to dissect things, people. I was about to say that if he's ordering a well-done steak, I didn't know Dagny was chaotic evil. Lordy. Anyway, what about Edgar? What was Edgar up to for his evening? So, of course, Edgar, once, once he gets settled in and kind of loosely unpacks and, you know, surveys the room... Edgar decides to just go walk around campus and see see the wares and where things are, you know, where, where the kids are hanging out. Closest coffee shop, very important as he shows up almost right before the strike of eight on the clock with his coffee that he's had multiples of already. You know, come, comes back, does a little light reading and just kicks back and sleeps. To prepare for the upcoming chaos. Oh, chaos indeed. Yeah, you get a pretty good layout of the land, especially the surrounding areas. In terms of where the kids are hanging out, that way it does bring you up towards like Fraternity Row, where all the different houses are. A lot of them are pretty tame-ish for a fraternity house, except for Epsilon Alpha, the business fraternity that I introduced to you if the day ends in why they're they are out on their lawn with kegs and and just living up the party but yeah you got a nice pretty good end the coffee shop you found is also a 24 7 coffee shop just good, so you good. know that yeah. always a bonus 
they actually, after 9 p.m., you're able to get your either your coffee or your tea with a shot of alcohol if you're of age, too. All right. Another, another bonus. Oh, yeah. All right. Rashmi, what were you up to? Rashmi probably invited Layla to get shit-faced drunk with that big old bottle of whiskey <laughs> that she brought him. He probably tried to make a move on her, probably failed horribly, and then passed out. When you do go to try to make a move on her, she is too drunk to hit you. And you pass out in your bed, and she ends up passing out on the floor from falling down, trying to kick you in the head. And and he's probably the only one not there at 8 o'clock. When you do wake up, she is gone. The bottle's still there, but she is gone by the time you <laughs> woke up. So yeah, at 8 o'clock, everybody's at the thing. Grasper's the only one not there, because he's probably still passed out. All right. Ramon, what about you? I think the first thing Ramon would do is first take a little bit of time to attune to that periapple wound closure. <laughs> tanky boy needs to make sure he stays tanky boy and not on the floor <laughs> tanky boy. Once he does that, I think Ramon would spend the rest of the evening. So, like other people have mentioned, this room seems to be interesting that attunes to the needs of the person that's staying in there. So somewhere I'm imagining Ramon found some mannequins and he just spent the night like coming up with different designs for clothing and things like that and started working on some makeshift pieces while while also simultaneously ever so often like changing the record from the record player, like scrolling through to figure out what he wants to play, put it on. And he's working and may or may not have been dancing with a mannequin a few times throughout the night. Fantastic. I feel like everyone in the party is going to end up with completely new outfits by the end of the campaign. <laughs> oh, that is a given. Yes, definitely. I'm looking for this. I, I will. I am looking for this fashion program. If not, I will create and I will lead one on this campus. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. Before we get to you, go, Josh, you said you were uh, you forgot something. Uh, yeah. Before everyone turned in for the evening. I forgot to mention this. I actually want to go over to Ramon's billet real quick because I want to ask him something. So I just walk up and just... All right. So you go ahead and you knock on uh, Ramon's dollar. So I think it probably takes you a couple of tries because you just hear the record player just blasting for a little bit. And Eventually, after a few months... you end up hearing that like... <laughs> state police like warrant knocking just boom Ramon's not again <laughs> no I'm just playing no so after that Ramon turns down the record player and kind of walks over opens the door ah well, hello Thormir what brings you at this hour I have something to ask of you Ramon you mind if I step inside for a moment sure and Ramon opens the door so make yourself at home uh, thank you Ramon on the flight here, I noticed he was, he was making like little keychains, like little teddy bear keychains or something, weren't you? Oh, you mean these things? And he alone grabs some off of the desk he is working on. Trying a couple of new designs. These are the prototypes, but I think they're coming along pretty well. Oh, I think they'd catch on, yes. But I have something to ask. I'm looking for a gift, and I guess it would be a special order, so... Uh, I was wondering if you could help me out. Special order, you say? Hmm. Who is the lovely person that is about to receive this? There's very few people in my life. It's for my mother. 
actually. Uh, she's about to se- uh, celebrate her 700th birthday soon. And you want something specially made for her? Yes. Being just a kid, she would always tell me stories about all the different animals and everything that she's came across, almost that she's helped. The one that's really stuck close to her heart the most was a was a bear just like that uh, that old cartoon she uh, she ended up naming it yogi it was like if at all possible could you make like a six foot stuffed bear i'll pay you whatever you need for materials time anything like that i just want to do something special for my mother she's uh, and i just kind of look away for a split second and then I'll look back at Ramon. She's not doing well. Healers have done really all they can and I'm worried she might not have many years left. So I just want to do something nice for her. Ramon kind of is just taking in the information you're giving him and after a few moments I'd I'd be all happy to make one but I do have a request in terms of maybe changing the scale a bit. Since you mentioned that she's not doing too well, would you be okay if I made it a little bit smaller so that, I don't know, it's more of a comfort animal, if anything? That, that, that'd be perfectly fine. It's not like she'd have to go to a post office or anything and take it back to her home herself. There's, granted that... Most of the people uh, in the town that I grew up, they look at us as outcasts, mainly me. Uh, you could probably understand why, but there are a few people that don't really see why the rest of the town hates us. So it's not like she would have to go and carry this six foot bear all the way back to her place. There's, there's still some people that help, but if, if it's too complicated to make one six feet tall go go ahead and make it like whatever size you need you just hear ramon laugh oh i never said i wasn't gonna make the six foot one but now that i have a challenge in front of me challenge accepted my friend just you wait (laughs) i do have one other thing and he pulls a piece of paper from his desk i want you to take some time and fill out as many details of the things your mother's what are her favorite scents What are her favorite kind of, what are some of the aspects of bears that she likes? What kind of clothing does she typically wear? I like to try to personalize it as much as I possibly can. But since you know her better than anyone could ever, I want you to fill this out with as much detail as possible. And I'm going to do my damnedest to create something. I take the the paper and everything. I can't thank you enough for this, Ramon. It's not... (laughs) <laughs> One, it's not every day you get to celebrate a 700th birthday. Like I said, I, I don't have many people in my life, so... I'll fill this out as soon as I can. I'll get back to you. And with that, I shake Ramon's hand, and I start heading back to my billet. I'm gonna fucking cry. Good lord. This is just episode three, and we already brought the fucking tears. <laughs> this is why I wear goggles. Because you Spe- can't see me cry. Speaking of those d- goggles, what has Liz or Alex been up to this um, evening? In fact, who is in control? Currently Liz. So, mm-hmm. Liz has made herself 
a breakfast sandwich with some pretzel buns, putting butter on them, grilling them to perfection, adding, cooking bacon as well, cooking some, I believe it's sunny side up eggs. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stop you right, right there. This is her, this is for her dinner. Oh, this is for her dinner. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Keep going. Yeah. She put she puts on for for dinner. She sits down, watches some old history documentary, and then before she goes to bed to wake up early because she still has the instincts of. Okay, I go to bed early, I wake up at 6, I get everything done, I go to the school that's still in their system currently. She thanks fate for having another day to live, knowing that whatever happened to her, she doesn't know how long she's got left. She may she may not age, she doesn't know what's happening, but she makes prayer for thanking whoever's above for giving her another day then goes to bed. Awesome. Alright, it is the next morning. The six of you at various different... Six of you, I should say, at various different times make their way to the breakfast table. Obviously, one additional seat is empty because Rashmi is still passed out <laughs> in his room. And as you're waiting there, making small talk with each other, out out of the kitchen, you start seeing some... Yes, Stormbeer? Since I was probably the first one in there, as people uh, are walking in, they may or wait, may uh, not uh, see coffee. And in a dog bowl, they may or may not see coffee in native. Nice. Why, why would you give him <laughs> coffee? So I, I have to know. Yes, we are. This, this is actually interesting. Have a cat. I'm sorry, as a as a history teacher, and with this group, I have to write stuff down like this. Why are you giving the dog coffee? I have to know now. Because yes, that's <laughs> not really gonna. Okay, just so, writes it down in a notebook. When Leonidas was young and very full of energy, of that famous puppy energy. I may have turned my back for one moment, then I heard a crash, and then I heard the sound of liquid being licked up. And when I turned around, at this time, Puppy Leonidas was drinking the coffee that was now on the floor. And so now every time he sees a pot of coffee being made, he sits there, and if you try to ignore him, let's just say his growl can be very intimidating, even for somebody who's raised him from a pup. Yes. Sat down in the journal. Interesting. So, as you're all sitting there, you start hearing a little bit no of noise, almost like buzzing noise coming from the kitchen, okay. as what looks like one of the panels of the door flips open, and seven of these little constructs, golden construct birds, each carrying a piece of paper in its mouth. And they all land in front of you, and drop the paper in front of you with a pen. And the paper cell, paper simply says, please write down your breakfast order. No limit. The seventh one that would, would have landed where Rashmi would be sitting kind of hovers there for a bit. You could see it look around and 
almost as if it was human, gives a sigh, puts down the paper and the pen, and then zips up the stairs to the bedrooms. It unlocks Raspi's door, sees him passed out, and the little bird goes over in an effort to try and wake him up. I'm going to try to like poke the bird. Oh. He's like dodging you. And he, the bird kind of swoops in and starts tugging at your shirt as if he's trying to tug you to come downstairs. But he just grabs me like legitimate, like falls out of bed. Like ungraceful, just like kind of like just falls out of bed and like slowly drags himself up and goes down. So he's still half drunk. The party last night. As you're stumbling downstairs, the bird is flying around you, trying to keep you stable as you're walking down. What's making it worse is trying to slap it and misses the step and just falls down the stairs. Did, it, did anyone else hear that crash? <laughs> the little bird just looks down at you again and goes and like grabs your shirt and essentially drags you into the dining room with its oh, yes. strength. You guys, it's here. Just, fuck you, golden stitch hair, daughter motherfucker. Or is gonna end up face palming or wing palming? I'll get in my seat and just look. I look like absolute shit. Like, I'm still wearing the same clothes from yesterday. My hair is all fucked up. I'm sitting there, like, just half asleep, looking like, but still looks like half drunk. I slide a big old cup of black coffee over towards him. This might help. What's up, Dagny? I was going to say to add insult to injury, as it were, as when, no, not Thorgamir. Minnie, what's your character's name? I'm sorry. Rashmi. So when Rashmi sits down, the seat next to him, right next to him, when you first sit down, it's empty. And like, you go to turn, shoo the bird away. And then when you turn back, Dagny is sitting right there, almost like in your face with his really wide smile. And he's just like... Good morning, my friend. How are you? Oh, gee. Hey, did this uh, thing just teleport? No, he's always been there. Yeah, I've I've been here the whole time. I I I I not know was was you what was you speak of this teleportation. I've been here the whole time, my friend. Blink. He just like pokes his shoulder to make sure you're like real. Just, no, no. Yep, he's he's. This real. wasn't a nightmare. Sitting there drinking my coffee, silently chuckling to myself. And you guys swear you could hear Leonidas chuckling as well as he's lapping up his coffee as well. As I write down my order, I. Alex says, Fetchbird. You guys are interesting. Thank you so much. As I give it the complete order and let it do what it needs to do. So, Riku, so while. Before I order anything with Wyatt, Wyatt pulls out his phone and goes to his bank account and checks to see if they've made the deposit that they promised that they were going to make. It's there. Because he's not doing more work before he gets... He already was very clear that he wasn't planning on doing more work without getting paid for the work that he said he had had already done. I think Wyatt is staying as close to his what he perceives to be his pals in this instance. He's staying real close to the techno into the totem barbarian, maybe not sitting directly next to them, but in their vicinity, mostly because he thinks that they might only, they might be the only actually sane individuals that are for this ride. I love it. I love it. 
as you go ahead and fill out your orders, once you finish writing them up, the birds each pick up the paper and fly back into the kitchen. And so you're hanging out out there for a couple minutes waiting for your food. And as you are waiting, you see Miss Miranda and XC walking down the hall and meet you at in, in the dining room. Miranda looks at you all and goes, ah, looks like you are all bright-eyed and he looks at, she looks at Rashmi. Bushy-tailed? What? Oh, honey, honey, did, did, did you shower? I, ca- I cast prestidigitation on him. That will have to do. Ramon just slides Rashmi some fresh new clothes that he made. I got clothes. I don't got clothes. Call this a gift, then, from one friend to another. You go do that. I'll make sure everybody fills you in as you get ready. As soon as he goes back to his room, the first thing he does is go back to sleep. Anywho, after <laughs> Rashmi goes back up he goes, and just goes, ah, Now I have two drunks on staff. This will be interesting. Anywho, I hope you all got, the rest of you at least, got enough sleep last night. Because today, it is time for your first mission. So, this will, this should be quite an easy mission for y'all. It's more of a scouting mission. You see, some of our scientists have been noticing a large magical energy spike over in Austin, Texas. And it's odd because it's coming from a library that's been abandoned for years, way before the Great Awakening. It's definitely condemned at this point, but what we'd like the seven of you to do is to simply travel out there and see what's going on. I'm sure it's just a couple of monsters or other beings that are there. Nothing nefarious, at least. Well, hopefully not. We haven't seen anything worse than... Oh, there was the Beholder incident of... 250. But... that uh, We haven't had an issue like that for quite a while. Normally, these are just other aberrations and other random issues that come up and it, it's really not much for you to need to really do anything more observe and report back but of course you will need to protect yourself while there you never really do know uh, upon again anything you find that is there you are free to keep this includes any money or valuables you might find there. And upon completion, you, we will wire, let's see, we'll wire an extra $500 on top of your weekly pay that you're already getting for completion of this mission. So a nice $1,500 check for, for this week, as well as anything else that you find there. How does that sound? Sounds fucking fantastic. What's up, guys? Well, Rashi comes back down. 
always help. In search of the last knowledge, of course. I think we should set some ground rules before we uh, get too uh, focused on the this whole we're going to be finding stuff thing, don't you all think? Don't you think we should just decide ahead of time that whatever we find, we're going to all split evenly? First thing he brings up is the rules. It is like the ancient pirate times, and that did work well for them, so I agree to this. Or, or we I could always, do, or we could always just do it since we learned so much in that arena. How about whoever kills the thing gets to keep whatever they have on them? Hey. Some of us would be real poor, wouldn't we, there, Mister Drunkard? Hey, hey, I want to make it very clear that I had a kill, sir. A whole one. You are correct. A whole oh, you one. And I, sadly, I don't kill, so I'd be the poorest one here. I'd make sure you were taken care of. Is it Liz right now? I apologize. It is Liz. Oh, okay. in any case, don't. I, I just want to have a consensus before we go into the into the Liz, shooting part. I I also agree with you. So, are you all in agreement? I don't know if we're all in agreement. We I don't know if we're doing the most kills or are we splitting it evenly. <laughs> see, see, we can't do the most kills because that's that leaves me. And Ramon over here at disadvantage because we like to get a little up close and personal with our guys. We don't like to get them from uh, 300 feet away. So evenly it is then. Good. I'll look over it and go, how does that sound, bud? He just looks and happens oh, to wait, the dog. I- You're breaking up again. Hang on. I up now. <laughs> that came out so wrong with that <laughs> You may need to to, to hop out and rejoin real quick. That, uh, <laughs> so when when you complete your breakfast, Xy here will escort you up to the roof where you will find our personal helicopter that will be bringing you to your destination. Xy will be driving it. He will be accompanying you to there and providing some overwatch as you explore the area. Oh, and speaking of your breakfast, and as you, as she says this, you see the door of the kitchen swing open as those little birds are now transporting a bunch of plates and cups and such out to each one of you. And the food that's laid in front of you is exactly what you asked for, perfectly cooked. And to the specifications you require. And Melinda just goes, I know you all probably feasted last night. I suggest maybe ordering less next time. You're going to be going into this with a heavy stomach, I see. But nonetheless, best of luck to you all. And XC will see you when you're done with breakfast. She walks out, XC makes his way upstairs to go get the helicopter prepared, and you are all sitting at breakfast eating. I'll give you a little time now if you want to make some small talk with each other as you prepare. So yeah, if any of y'all want to talk to each other, go for it here. I would just like to say, of course, Dagny's sitting next to um, Minnie Moss's character. I'm sorry, what was your character's name again? I'm sorry. Rashmi. 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 Okay. And because he is of the small stature, he's totally sitting on like a booster seat. And, but he's sitting very straight, right? Like his back is very straight. 
He's not sitting up against the, the seat back and his hands are steepled together and just like his fingers are resting at the edge of the table. And you all see every now and then a, f a fork go and, or a piece of the German bread that's he that he's eating, which is, and I'm going to slaughter this name, but it's uh, Brocksch Brocksching? Brockchen? Yeah. So it's uh, it's German rye bread, and uh, it's got marmalade on it. Uh, you see it like just float up to his mouth, and he'll take a bite from it. And brochien, brochien. Yeah, okay. It like floats up to his mouth. Well, my wife was correcting my terrible German. Sorry. So she um, So it like floats up to his mouth, and he'll take a bite. And then a moment later, like his coffee will float up to his mouth, and he'll like sit from it and he'll put down and then you'll see like a napkin float up and dab the corners of his mouth and the whole time he has that smile on his face that like ear to ear grin he's just sitting there he's just he's just kind of like looking around at everyone so he's mage hand eating essentially uh, it's it is yes it is an unseen servant uh, so the unseen servant is a invisible mindless shapeless medium force that performs simple tasks that I commanded to do. I need to learn how to do that. That can come in handy. Uh, yeah, that that is Bjorn. He's my handman. Yeah. Say hello, Bjorn. Bjorn just said hello. Hello. <laughs> he just hears. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no sound because it's, <laughs> it's an unseen servant. Awesome. And Rasp just slightly just switches chair a little bit further away. If we're all going to the eating habits here. <laughs> Apparently, Liz make cuts her Western omelet into pieces and then puts them on some rye toast and starts eating it like a sandwich. So, did all of you order large, super large meals just because you could? And I'm the only one who got this small meal? No, I'm just hungry. I'm just fine with this breakfast burrito right now. <laughs> yeah, he sees. When Melinda was talking about all the food, it was mostly all the food in front of Rashmi. I command a man that needs to eat. Rashmi has like a big ass bowl full of hash browns, fried eggs, bacon, he's got biscuits and gravy over here. He's got a big ass thing of uh, mead on the one, a breakfast mead. And he's got pancakes, like a stack of them. This is not stopping. This literally sounds like a combo from Waffle House. <laughs> So, I wouldn't be surprised if it is. <laughs> why is drinking an energy drink? And he sets it down and he's like, I'll tell you what, we I saw a little bit about what y'all can do out there in that arena, but uh, I feel like if we're going to go into a uh, combat situation, maybe we should spend a, a minute or two just saying what we all do, what our specialties are. That way I have an idea who I need to protect and who can handle their, you know, their own business. I, I mostly only do magic, uh, but... As I said, I don't kill. I'm, I'm willing to hurt people to stop them, but I won't cast a spell if it might kill someone. I don't believe that's the way fate intends people. Okay, you're a magic user. Will, will, you, will, your, will your counterpart kill people, or should I expect a, an equal amount of, what's it called? Oh, uh, oh, he will definitely kill you. Or anyone, actually. He doesn't like people. 
Yeah, that's great. So what about you? I, I motion over towards the barbarian. Obviously, you, you, you're good with the with the weapon, but is the, is that your primary like how you handle yourself in combat? For the most part, yes. I'm pretty simplistic, though. And he, so, Chris, you could totally say no to this, but this is how I flavored the totems for Ramon. So, I would say that instead of a regular totem, I was imagining that around his neck. Instead of the like typical totem, he has one of the prototype teddy bear keychains that he's made that is infused with that instead just for flavor wise. Proof? Sweet. So Ramon taps to his necklace. I can tap into these little bad boys right here, but other than that, I'm mostly just you need me to kill something, bam, attack it with my glaive. But don't let all the physical strength fool you. I'm not going to rush in without a plan. So if that's what you're worried about, I got you. Just make sure that you tell me what you need done and I will take care of it. I think I turn next to Z German and I didn't really get I didn't really get a feel for what you did. You were very excited and clapping. And I, I felt like you were very supportive on the battlefield. But that didn't give me an idea about what you were. Oh, that was because you were just, you performed so admirably, admirably, my friend. I just, it was so exciting. Uh, I believe uh, the thing that I bring to this group, yeah, is I, I arrange funerals. Yeah, yeah, that is. And then he kind of turns to the air next to him and he just says, Nine, Bjorn, nine, I do not want the raspberry jam. No. See if they have the elderberry. Uh, yeah, away, 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 go. And he, he, then he steeples his fingers and goes back to the conversation. Yeah, I, I, I arrange funerals. Yeah. So I hate to do this, but I have to. Is it, can I insight check this to see if I can get intentions from this? Is he giving me the whole truth? Is he hiding something from me? What's the tea? Go for it. And I'd say, Dagny, if you want to roll. Either fake roll or actually roll deception. <laughs> and it'll be against that. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. What am I doing with my mind? Okay. 22. He's telling the truth. Okay. <laughs> there's, there, yeah, there's, you sense no, no hint of lying or he's trying to cover anything up. That's, he quite literally is just, yeah. And they are very nice funerals, yeah. Yeah, that is why the Hooter Crypto Funeral Home has been in business for such a long time. Yeah. Got it. So, will you get drunk? I motion towards Rashmi. Oh, no, I can do way more than just get drunk. Can you get really drunk? It's a good guess. It's a good guess. Yeah, that's all. Oh. I can cast magic, thank you very much. Great. I can't wait to see it. Uh, you won't see it. That's the thing. That's the point of my magic. DM, quick question. Are we going to have time for a short rest on the coffee right between here and the other place? Yes. Okay, cool. He's going to cast darkness on the table. Be like, it's dark. <laughs> and I can still see all you fuckers. None of you can see me. That's the whole point of magic. You can't see my caster. Yeah. So you cast darkness on the table, and then all of a sudden, everyone in the area, the you just see blackness just surround the table. I can still see See, I can still see all y'all very, very confused right now, and I'm going to dispel it. Question, since I have dark vision, is this like a magic dark to where even if I have dark vision, I can't see? It's, 
It's, a it's magical, magical darkness. Dang it. Yeah. So growl because he can't see his boots. Only there for about three seconds and he dispels it. He gets very impatient when somebody interrupts his boot. I will say though, I also my bad. I also cast that subtly, so nobody can see me actually cast the spell. Awesome. Got. So gotta love it. That's that's cool. We did that. I don't see Jaggy's and the only one with invisible friends that can do cool stuff. Stuff. Yeah, that was that was very nice. Yeah, yeah. Nine Bjorn nine. I asked for the elderberry, not the ja- not the strawberry. Bjorn, take it away. Take it away. And, and what about you, uh, Mr. Wallace? I saw you casting spells on the battlefield, but I'm not real sure that I I want to make sure that I, we're all on the same page here. I'll say that I'm beginning to to grow fond of this little group that we've got here together. Seems like some very interesting personalities. Oh, oh yes, I forgot to say I can't heal you people. We all take our risks, I guess. It's just a- it isn't part of why we're here. I, I still have a lot of questions about this place. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. I'm I'm in. So if I, I can, I'll try. Maybe. Maybe I can get some pointers from you about aiming. I, I tell you what, I'm happy to help you with your aim if that would be uh, of service. I think he needs more help with the arcade than actual aiming. From, a bit, probably. From what Alex told me. And then, then we just I go back to eating the, the you know poached eggs and toast and glazing over a Grashmi's gravy and being like, hey, bud, can I get a spoonful of that or two? You, you shared the bacon? You can definitely have a spoonful of this gravy. I mean, Appreciate it. Wyatt Smallsies. And I think that just uh, really just leaves us with you and Leonidas. It, I, I, I trust that I saw you with a bow, so you're mostly a, a range fighter like myself. Yes, you're uh, you're not far off. I do prefer to stay at a distance, but being in the, the business that I'm in, I'm not afraid to get hands-on. And uh, I don't really want to just like shooting a bow or you're breaking up again buddy decent pretty good at sneaking around and uh, damn it edgar how dare you affect the time and space continuum the man's trying to speak when uh melinda said that get it get him back get him back what did you do (laughs) that that wasn't your magic i just assumed when, when you said you were a wizard, I just, when he started stuttering, I just thought. You do not know the powers you wield, Edgar. <laughs> All right, let's see if this way works. Stay in one place. <laughs> Josh, you're really breaking up a lot. All right, we'll, during our break, we'll try to figure out what's going on with Josh's audio and stuff, but we will... We'll return to that. Josh, I was just saying, when we have our break, we can work out what is going on. Where I live, I have lousy reception, so. Yeah, we'll work on it. We'll try to figure out what, what we can do to help that. But but yeah, so as you are all having the conversation, XE comes walking down the stairs again. And at the top of the landing, comes down to you, all of you and announces that the helicopter is ready. If you would gather your things... We'll be off. He does come down, like, by the time you all are done eating, he comes down. So you actually do all have time to actually finish your food. Just letting you know. My food has been finished for a while. <laughs> there we go. 
Rashmi totally eats half his food and then puts the rest of it in that big bowl and gives the rest to Leon. Ah! Leonidas is truly grateful. Etsy goes ahead. You all gather your things, any weapons, armor, anything that you wanted to bring with you, and head up to the helicopter. It's a pretty decently sized helicopter that I could fit seven of you in it as passengers. And as you all are sitting there, XC looks back and simply just says, Now, I'm a good pilot, but things might get a little rough on our way there. We do have to fly over Death Valley. I'll warn you before we start flying all over there. Were we given any bags or anything like that? Yep, you have the bags that you came with as well as any. You all come with a standard backpack for you to store any other equipment in. If you have quivers, if you have anything to hold any of your weapons sheathed, you also have that. Is it a standard issue bag of holding? It is not a bag of holding. Damn. It is just a regular bag. Look, the the, the, the budget cuts, okay? Uh, we, we got I, all these cool items. They can't afford bags of holding. <laughs> we <laughs> spent it on all these fancy shit, all right? It was either the iPads or the bag of holding, man. We must have to go with the iPads. <laughs> anyway, the helicopter starts spinning up and takes off and starts flying out towards Austin, Texas. As we start heading that way, I start, I strum the guitar and start playing Westbound and Down. Nice. Since we're not not heading east, I have to play the reprised version. (laughs) So during this ride, it is considered a short rest. So if you have anything you need to do during a short rest, you're able to do that. However, for this point now, we're going to take a quick break for a few minutes. So our players can go ahead have a bio break grab a drink and we'll reconvene here in a little bit for but for those of you listening thank you so much for listening we'll catch you next week to see what is going down in austin what is this reading what is up with this library and what will they find gotta keep Austin. yep gotta keep austin weird yes exactly and it's about to get weird so hope you have all have a great Good evening. We'll see you in a couple weeks when we return. 